0: Gigi, back from holiday. How was it? Portugal. Very nice. Portugal. Hot. Sunny. You got a tan? Have I? Is this as tanned as Do you think get? So It's a, it's little, a bit little bronzing. <laughs> We're exactly where exactly are you
1: in Portugal? Is this as tanned as you get?
0: <laughs> in the Algarve. South bit. Oh, yeah. This is Jill Cravest, by the way. Hello, Hi. Jill.
2: <laughs> 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 I just decided to chime in on there on my own. <laughs> welcome, welcome to Portugal. I'm the very podcast. curious about your... Um, vacation it, w- it was and as, why did you choose portugal it's not a long flight
1: when you're traveling with two toddlers i think that was the main thing yep. no time difference no time difference which my other half couldn't get his head around he kept saying what's the time and i said it's,
0: everybody thinks it's an hour ahead i said it's, it's the it's same Europe. as what's on your watch oh, he yeah. said no no
1: we're an hour ahead i said no it's the same time so that that took a, a little while so it was the flight wasn't that long the weather is good at this time of year and schools have gone back, so it wasn't going to be as busy. So it was. And one thing I was actually thinking of, I don't know why I was thinking of this. You know, when you go to, I um, was staying in a holiday resort, and you can do various sports, and there's swimming pools. and They have the tennis court, and I was walking past the tennis court one day, and they have the, the tennis pro at the resort, and he was speaking to a guest who was paying for a lesson, and he he was okay, could make contact with the ball, it's a good start, and the tennis pro said, um, "I can I can make you volley." Like Roger Federer, Ooh. did he say that? And wow, that, that's a big call. As I was walking past, I sort of stopped and I thought, I don't want to turn around, <laughs> and stair, but I sort of did a sight, and then I was going, "Do you think so? How many lessons? Do you think I could do this?" He said, "You know, stick with me. By the end of the holiday, Roger Federer-style volleying." There you go.
2: I feel like that's all advertising. He got him hooked. <laughs> well, we,
1: he, he, maybe he could make this happen but I was thinking but
2: maybe maybe he could Naomi <laughs> he have, I mean, you've never seen maybe this coach he coached, before he
0: may have coached Federer when he was young he may have coached the Federer volley so maybe he's telling the truth quite possibly but
1: uh,
2: then I started thinking
1: have you and now I can bring Jill in to this, now we have Jill, former WTA player, with us. For those thinking, Jill, is this I'm, very, this? I'm
2: very, I'm very honoured to be here. By the way, thank you for letting me join this podcast. No, thank you, thank you for I'm being. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you for
1: being with us. But I was wondering, and this applies to both of you. Have you ever been on holiday somewhere, and there's been something like tennis, and you've taken a lesson or played, and not admitted that you actually played professionally? Oh so my god, I know, do
2: that all the time. <laughs> I always pretend I don't play professionally do you yes I, I mean sometimes I'll be hitting with you know my coach training in some random spot and and someone will just come up and they'd be like wow you hit the ball really well have you ever thought about going pro and I was like I don't know sometimes I'm not sure yet actually maybe I'll try it
0: Back when I beat Serena I, that's Jill by the way not me I didn't beat Serena <laughs> Jill Kravis beat Serena um, I be, I, that, that's a good opener I feel
2: you, know? you think you think I should you do that? Think, and I said, yeah, no, I can't well, do that. I, can't, yeah. I don't. I usually do not like talking always, about myself on the tour. So usually I'll just be like, "Yeah, you know, I, I you know I work hard." And you're going to enjoy this podcast then.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I've got to the point now where I really I own it now because I spent my whole time as a player being really coy about what I did, and people uh-huh. would say, "Oh, what?" So you know, you meet somebody at some sort of party or yeah. do whatever, and they say, "Oh, you know, what do you do?" And I say, "Oh, you know, I'm a professional tennis player, or I'm a tennis player," and they say, "Oh, really? Any good?" And I used to just kind of say, oh, I'm all right.
2: Um, That's what I always say to you. just I'm kind like, of yeah, say, all right. okay. oh, now I just
0: own it. <laughs> I just say, yep. That's awesome. would go, I any good? And yeah. I say, like, yep. That's and good that go, you're proud
2: of that. And then the
0: next should. question is always, oh, <laughs> played at Wimbledon? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last question is, played anywhere where you would have played anyone we would have heard of yeah And I'm like, i get all the same questions yeah it's, it's the same questions it's every, every single, single time. time and i go yeah and they go oh who's that and i was like mm, venus williams and they go oh okay you are good then i'm like
2: yeah what do you do
0: <laughs> and they're like i don't know sell insurance or something But then they also
2: a lot of people also want to make a comment because they'll always be like oh i used to pl- i yeah. used to play in oh. high school oh. but i'm probably not as good as you are and i'm like
1: well, I think you're definitely not yeah. as good <laughs> if, mm. if I've just told you I've played at Wimbledon and who I've beaten,
2: <laughs> and you're like I'm probably not as good as you no I think you're not but I think they just I, I think a lot of it is they just don't know what to say either I yeah. mean I think you know so they start asking you the same questions and I then, like uh, the fact
1: it's the same questions it it's, it it's, great, always, it's, so it's always the same questions. questions
0: but I like the way it starts with any good yeah they do they do say oh are you any good or like oh are you good or or something and i always used to say, I, I i promise you i was modest for a really long time but since i stopped playing i you know i've become quite proud of what i've done and you know to answer their specific questions were you any good i mean the answer is
2: yes i think that's good that you got into that <laughs> it point wasn't because, amazing but i, I was mean pretty i'm pretty good i'm very proud of of my accomplishments and what i've did too but i still have a hard time just kind of saying yeah, I played here and there. You don't, I don't have know. to lead the conversation. No, of course I like, As I yeah. say, like, you don't walk in somewhere and say, <laughs> uh,
1: my win-loss record. Was
2: Any, <laughs>
1: anybody
0: heard of Serena Williams? Just saying. You may have beaten her. I have um, an announcement.
2: <laughs>
0: have you played each other?
2: Yes, yes, we have. Naomi kicked my butt. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: wasn't going to bring it up, Jill.
2: <laughs> I I'll was just interested. It. Although you would have been frothy, you would have... Admitted it right away because you now you're at that spot. Yeah, where you're, now just you're like, at that yeah, stage I when be- you're like, I owned her. I owned her. And I did. You did.
0: We- <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, now, ladies and gentlemen, particularly mm. juniors who uh, who play or parents of juniors, if you beat someone, it doesn't mean you're better than them, or you own so them <laughs> it's all that you anyway. And I beat Jill. We were at Edgbaston on in the Bur- grass, Birmingham, Birmingham, yeah, on the grass. And yes. I mean, grass was very much my thing, and I played. Amazing. But I
2: love grass too. <laughs> really. Oh, yeah. I was going to say that. <laughs> Really? But I think, I mean, I, mean, I always thought, I mean, we, when we talked about other players, I mean, my coach and I and other players would always talk about my, Naomi as being a very talented player. And, and I have to say, like, you played really well. So oh, I yeah. knew it was going to be a tough match, but you played extremely well. I mean, I thought you played really well against me. I was like, God dang it.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was one of those. I didn't play like that every week. <laughs> otherwise well, otherwise does. my ranking would have been a lot higher <laughs> um, but you know like a Brit playing in Britain the grass court season you know, yeah it, you, played well. you know
2: it was inspired is what what I mean but you deserve that I was always waiting for my revenge but never got it, it was I, we stopped, could I stopped playing could very we, soon after could
1: that. we arrange that
2: of course we could
1: <laughs> we could have a sort of rematch I could be the chair umpire as long as no one gives me abuse.
2: She would probably I still what, Both of me to be
1: well behaved. We were both court. quite polite players, I feel. <laughs> I you never really gave anyone abuse You wouldn't turn up <laughs> because I found out from Naomi that all her fines came to just not turning up at tournaments. So if we did do a rematch, the chance on Naomi wouldn't be there. <laughs> not, not, not.
0: It's not turning up, it's. Um, Forgetting? No, it's it's late withdrawals and stuff. You know, on the yeah, ITF you circuits, I was, Withdraw I, at a certain time. Yeah, yeah so, so I looked back funds. at my fines, and I I got thousands of dollars of fines, uh, but none. I didn't get any code violations, but all just late withdrawals, late entries. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of I times,
2: you don't, don't know, know when you're gonna if you're gonna do a tournament, where you're gonna get injured, and and unfortunately, it's of it, yeah. unfortunately, if you're injured, you only get like one free pass or something like that yeah. to use as an, a, a medical to pull out of a tournament. To be and fair, then, I really didn't get injured very much. <laughs> It was more, okay, I was it was more missing deadlines. I was, just, I was trying to save you. How were you with, with
1: fines
0: on and off the court?
2: I was pretty good. Yeah, I think I only got fine once for one late withdrawal. That was it.
0: One late withdrawal? Are you kidding me?
2: No, but I, well, I, was, I was lucky I was never injured. And then I just loved playing. So you <laughs> said I wanted I was to. say, but his
0: name you said she was never really injured. <laughs> That's true. And still wrecked up thousands of dollars of fines.
2: I see. I kind of thought that everybody did
0: that. Um, a, lot of people,
2: a, a lot of on the, the ITF circuit on the IP. The ITF circuit's it's it, that's worse than the it, it's worse than the WTA ATP as far as fines. I think like they you, yeah you get a lot. The, the, the fines are pretty high if you decide to pull out, especially if you decide to pull out of an ITF to go play a higher tournament and WTA tournament. I think I think it's still the same. I mean I haven't looked at the rule book in like four or five years or so. But, but defined maybe more so ITF
1: level. Do do they matter? Do they make a difference? Do they have an effect? Do you get fine and think, I can't do that again either because I can't afford it, I don't want that to happen, or do they have no effect?
2: It's very, very annoying. It is annoying, but I think it depends where you are in your career, I mean, what your ranking is. I mean, of course it wouldn't affect someone who's in the main draw, who's in top 100 probably because they're probably making enough money, but still you think about it, yeah, of course you think about it. But someone that's just starting out trying to make a living, I mean, those fines are, are pretty big hits. There's only
0: ever one tournament that I didn't, that I I pulled out really late, as in the draw was done. That's like a big fine, because the, the later it is, the bigger the fine is. So if you just miss the withdrawal You're deadline...
1: just fancy your first round opponent, or why?
0: <laughs> I think that's what it's trying to prevent.
2: Um, were there any uh, tournaments you forgot to enter, that you yes. were upset? Yes,
0: I flew to America to go to a tournament, uh, like a $50,000 event. I wasn't even in it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was just for that one so event. how
1: do you get that far down the line in terms of taking the flight and <laughs> <laughs> not realizing that you're not
0: entered? Well, uh, it's just because they have these automatic but acceptance But And you enter tournaments things. yourself, right? Yeah, At I did stage, it all myself. Yeah. I probably should have got someone to help me. <laughs> I didn't realize it was this. Ba- I didn't it was this. Ba- I, this is news to me. I but thought I've that everything. I've heard this. other
2: players that have relied on other people to help them. Yeah, which is and awful. they and the like. One particular American player, her her father entered her in all the tournaments, and he forgot to enter her in the French Open one year. And so, I mean, at that stage, then I would be like, okay, I would want that responsibility to just. To enter the tournaments myself and have that responsibility. I was
0: very much I was a bit of a control freak with that I wouldn't have trusted anyone. Yeah. I may have needed somebody to sit down with me.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and walk me through it. <laughs>
1: um but So yeah. when you were getting on the plane for America your coach is going, You're not entered and you're going, Yes I am.
0: I was in charge of this. You're not entered and you just But were you traveling by yourself? Uh no no uh. I was with my coach who was um okay. thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> So I ended up in, it was a tournament in the States. I ended up negotiating a wild card into the qualifying. Well
2: done especially in not your home country yeah
0: but you have to get a special okay from the itf because you haven't entered the tournament and and this sort of stuff but anyway got the okay from the itf you had to kind of write a letter and sort it all out so I'd, i i knew i wasn't in the tournament but i'd spoken to the itf in the hopes of getting a wild card so then i flew i was i had my flight booked anyway and we were doing kind of a block so worst case scenario you go out and train for a week it's not it's it's not as bad as it seems and then i yeah, negotiated a wild card into qualifying but I felt really bad because they have local wildcards in the states for people from that state or local area or whatever so s- <laughs> I'd taken one of those because um, I would have been seeded in the main draw so I think they kind of wanted me to play I played there every what year what state was it again? Florida Okay. Uh, I think it was West Palm Beach lovely
1: a nice place I, to I'd go if the you're nice. not in a tournament. Yes, <laughs>
2: definitely. There are worse yeah. places to
0: turn up and think, what am I doing yeah. here in the middle of yeah. wherever?
2: But were you going over to the, the States just for that one tournament? Or were there no, a few no, in a I was doing kind yeah. of a five-week yeah, thing. Okay. It,
0: it really wasn't a big deal if I wasn't in it. So I took the... the the wild card that was for the local player but there was another one and I ended up drawing against the other local <laughs> wild card and then kind of won quite convincingly and felt really sheepishly awful did you qualify um, yeah no I, I qualified I think I made the the quarters or the semis or something uh, I think I think the quarters yeah but it was just it was just quite uncomfortable but you know <laughs>
1: Miss most about life on tour, Jill.
2: Me. What do I miss most? Um. And what do you not miss? I think what what, I, what are the besides the competition? I mean, because I just love playing in general, so I do miss playing quite a bit, and I, I wish I could hit more than I do now. Um, do you still play matches? I don't play matches anymore, and that's that's was the answer to the next question, <laughs> which I Doubles? what I don't miss the most is the stress and the pressure that i kind of by the end of my career that's where i knew it was time for me to retire is because i was still waking up in the morning and getting really excited about going to practice and like running around the court and all i wanted to do was just train but then it was when it was match time i was all of a sudden had no interest and i was like that's and weird. that's when it hit me that i was of kind of like don't want to do the training but do you No want but to? that but the competition was my favorite thing for the longest time until the last year and then all of a sudden that's when i knew cuz i was like how is that even possible that I got to this point? That's so weird because that just feels so foreign. But I've always enjoyed the training anyway. And I still like take my coach out when I go back home to California and we do like the corner drill. (laughs) And then then after the 10th shot, he pops up a put away so I can put the ball away. (laughs) It's still so gratifying. (laughs)
0: I <laughs> have to say, I get very re- excited. Jill was an absolute machine with any with any sort of training. I mean, you I c- you training. couldn't have trained harder. Like you you, know, you can't you can't possibly look back on your career and think maybe I didn't try as hard as I I could have at any time. I mean, you were militant on the court. That's true. Great to I, practice with, though.
2: Uh, thank you. Yeah, I, well, that's so funny that you said that because there, it became a joke on the tour. I don't even know if you knew this, Naomi, but it became a joke on the tour that uh, like people would like text me like two months in advance and say, can you practice at Wimbledon with me? And it would be like February. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, you, you. you want to get rhythm, you get <laughs> Jill on court.
2: But that's not necessarily a good thing. Because when I go play matches, everyone has rhythm against me. But this, this could be a brilliant new career. You could be a professional... Hitting partner.
1: Hitting partner. So you travel the world. You wouldn't mm. have to play the matches that you lost the interest yeah. in. You could just practice and practice.
2: But even, But even when I am a training partner, you have to play points against the people you're hitting with and that would I would be like can we just hit down the middle and yeah just feel <laughs> right inside side yeah just, just hitting down good, the middle exactly. just the ball
1: around who cares if you miss just dump no, it I'm pretty sure this memory is right Indian Wells wait
2: can I interrupt yes. you for a second I'm sorry because I didn't finish my thought about what I liked them okay I mean because I, I liked the competition I like but I also like going to new places like I get excited when there was like a new um tournament on the schedule because be like ooh, a new place to go but I was just going to say, but you go to the same
0: places every year. Because I did this thing where I was looking at all the countries I've been to in the world, and I yeah. thought, I'm going to rack up like a hundred of these things. And, but actually, you just keep going to Madrid. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but that's a great thing also if you love the tournament, because yeah. there's so many good tournaments on the tour. So like, there are places that you th- can't wait to go back and to I, as well. And one of those
1: for me is Indian Wells. Been Indian there a few Wells, times, yeah. Which you had brought up, sorry. Working at. And I, yeah. I'm sure this is a memory of you, because you are competitive.
2: Mm-hmm. Didn't
1: we play Tiddlywinks
2: together? We did, and that was at Indian Wells. No, that was at Indian, was that Indian Wells or the U.S. Open? I Indian think it Wales. was Indian Wells.
1: And y- y- so pretty competitive, competitive Naomi. is Jill. That I had never broke, heard of this game before, by the way. She broke the tiddlywink. The tiddly.
2: I did. She, I broke. I think I broke, in in a, cu- I think I broke the, a couple. look of
1: concentration. We were in a commentary box, <laughs> obviously weren't on air. Decided to play tiddlywinks that Jill hadn't heard of, just for fun. But Jill, it's not about fun. <laughs> she was so driven what? and focused at trying to get the little disc into the jar that she snapped two or I was three. Pretty focused. You, Oh, you snapped a few oh
2: yes yeah it's aggressive and then they were Titty kind of winking. like fi- they were kind of like flying, all, flying over, all
1: over they were flying all, all over know, the luckily top we top had top. a wind a window in the commentary box she's just bashing off the glass i was getting
2: pretty into roaming. it wow and then Gigi, all of a sudden was like this is the side i've never seen, <laughs> seen from you before just <laughs> <laughs> like now i have a whole new vision of you of how you played on the tennis court <laughs>
1: I was, I, was, I was a little bit scared, <laughs> I'm just saying, our uh, uh, tiddlywinks. And then I was speaking to Nick McCarvel at the US Open, because we were talking about snacks at the US Open, because everyone had snacks apart from where I was working. And everyone bought me really lovely snacks, the, the chocolates, the crisps, the sweets. And... I sent you in one day for snacks because I had to pick a different person. You can't send the same person in every day to take the snacks.
2: She, she, you so, are, she was always taking our last. snacks. You just
0: <laughs> just demand people, send producers off to run and get
2: water.
1: Poli- all-
0: Chocolate covered nuts. No, she was- did say it in a very, very polite way. It's always very
1: polite. And, and Jill kindly said, would you like some snacks? And I wasn't going to say no at this point. it a very long day. And I, I was waiting for the, you know, when you just got a sugar craving and everything. I should have known it's Jill. She came out with kind of nuts and popcorn. Lovely. But you know when you want something just a little bit unhealthier.
2: Uh, but Jill, Jill doesn't is, do that. Well, but Jill- nuts and popcorn are tasty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they are tasty. But you know there's just a point when you've been up for many hours and you're very That's tired true. and you're thinking, Jill is the healthiest person. But did you know that Jill's new <sighs> career, it's not going to be a hitting partner. It's... It's going to stay within the tennis world largely because we're going to be working on Shanghai together. It is going to be making and selling chocolate.
0: I know. Master chocolatier. Have, you know, I have heard about this. And yes,
2: I, I brought some with me. But, so, but you love chocolate, don't you? They're not right next to me. But
0: Can I, <laughs> You've got some.
2: <gasps> I do. I've not tried any yet. Yeah, there are. I'll give you some. I don't have, I should have brought them right here so we could actually eat it while we're doing this. They made this. a
1: really good podcast. podcast sitting here. <laughs> taste chocolate tasting on
2: the latest well, well, podcast. Well, it, when it would be pretty good to get it right on the podcast to see th- your guys' reaction. Where did this or come from? The making chocolate, the interesting okay. chocolate. Okay, well, I've always loved chocolate my entire life, like 99% of the people in the world. But And, and when I played on the tour, I used to be sponsored by... A chocolate company. I know that sounds kind of funny, and were a lot you? of yes, a lot of players thought that got was really funny. Lots of free chocolate. I did, uh, yeah, that's correct. Who was it? What was the company? You can S- say it's fine. Seattle's chocolates in Seattle, Washington. And and they
1: would. How would this work? They would just send you boxes, or would you contact them and say, "I'd like some of these." They would just
2: send me boxes. <laughs>
0: chocolates. It's amazing.
2: And they were so good. And. But I, I mean, I loved chocolate well before this whole thing happened, and I got sponsored by a chocolate company because this chocolate company was a healthy one, and they were trying to promote the fact that because this was all the in a stage where there was this craze that everyone you know at, at all these research all this research was coming out that dark chocolate has all the antioxidants and it's so healthy for you as long as you have at least seventy percent dark chocolate, and uh, so this company at the time was trying to promote the fact like she, she was going the CEO was going after. At, not going after athletes, but trying to get athletes to promote the fact that it, it is okay as long as you're not having like 10 pounds in one sitting, right? <laughs> Says you so I got sponsored by the chocolate. chocolate company. Wow. And then I went to Seattle and stayed with the CEO and she showed me around the company. Um, and then after I retired, I was with um, my boyfriend and we're going by this bakery cafe and, and it was actually ended up being like a school that had like master chocolatier intense course that you can take. And my boyfriend was like, why don't you just go in and talk to the, the chef there and ask him if you, you know, if you, what's it about and if you'll be interested so I went in, and it was this guy that from France who was like an MOF master, and I can't remember what MOF stands for, but it's a competition that's once every four years. And it's only given to someone in, in a very specific industry, whether it's pastry or Um, chocolatier or any other kind of food. But it's only given once every four years, and it's really hard to get, apparently. And this guy happened to be there at this school. And so I talked to him for like an hour and a half, and he was like, well, we really only offer the class for people that are already in the industry, but we have one spot we can't fill. And he's like, why don't you just come and take it? And I have to say, it was pretty intense and I was completely lost half the time with all the lingo that they were using and all the other stuff but I got so into it and then since that point I just started making stuff at home so in this course they were teaching you about chocolate how to make chocolates was yep.
1: it and, and it was a professional course. truffle so it's chocolate truffles and it was a professional course it was pro-
2: yeah and I was so lost in it. and the first day I feel like a little kid on first day of class I walk in and like I you know I came in like I'm used to wearing athletic gear right so I came in with, like my athletic gear and everyone's in their like ironed Outfits, these iron pastry chef outfits with the hat and like completely decked out and these uniforms. And they're all like, we get there at like six in the morning because it started pretty early. And they're all completely petrified and nervous to meet this guy that's going to teach this class who I just had an hour and a half conversation with. And you're like his best friend. I didn't even know who he was. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty cool. And so from that point, I just practiced at home. So you started practicing. But how does it go
1: from practicing at home? I mean, I love cooking. It doesn't always work, but I love cooking. How does it go from practicing at home to actually getting to a point where you're going to market this and sell it? Are you
0: thinking of getting into the smoothie business? Not quite (laughs) yet. Smoothie business? Jill, you don't want to try one, Justin. Yeah. She, she was a this smoothie. the smoothie you had
2: yesterday, the the green smoothie that you showed me? No, but that no, must I bought, be bought. No, I bought that. Yeah,
0: okay. Oh, you bought that. Okay. Because <laughs> you sent me a picture of one, and there was no way you made it. It was brown. <laughs> it was. Uh, it It looked like mud. The
2: smoothie you made, it was brown. I know. But did it have chocolate in it? <laughs> <laughs> it no.
0: <laughs> it had nothing in it that should have made it brown, but it was brown. Like it brown. brown. It had
1: cooked beetroot instead of raw. Oh. I think that's what did it. So I think you should go into smoothie making and. Um,
2: well, I at think least I'll you figured that it goes. out. I need a
1: master of smoothie.
2: <laughs> a smoothie. <master masonry. laughs>
1: <laughs> I need to have a chat with them. And to, it, that is a work in progress. Naomi hasn't had to suffer any of my okay. smoothies yet. I'm not going to try them out on people until... I mm-hmm. know uh, the one you saw, uh, you've seen me with before. Was the no, one that's, you purchased. That, yeah, that's a purchase okay. one. Okay. But you're, I mean, you're, you're at the stage where you've given a lecture in American University. I have. You've got the... Oh, yeah. At UCLA. You've got yeah. the packaging complete and you know and you have the the packaging isn't quite complete and that's
2: but that's just the last thing that i need to get finished what's
0: the style what's the look is it very sleek very modern very fancy it's very
2: classy and elegant and clean i can Ah, show it to you in in, in, a little bit and it's about bees okay so yeah people aren't gonna understand yeah i naomi looks confused now so now i have to explain the honey and the chocolate Exactly. Good job, Naomi. I mean, so it's very healthy chocolate. If there was no honey
0: in it, I'd be thinking you'd bees be confused. Slightly, <laughs>
2: you'd be confused. Slightly tenuous
0: link to your yeah. classy
2: chocolates. Um, you were very quick. That's good, Naomi. <laughs> um, yes, they're very healthy chocolates, and they're small chocolate truffles. And the outside is seventy-two percent chocolate, and the inside is only four ingredients, and the only sweetener inside is the honey. And so, since it's sweetened with honey, part of my proceeds are going to go to bee conservation.
0: Very strong charities bee con- yes because you know
2: bees pollinate like 80 percent of our food yeah i know it's really important and they're really yeah. struggling yeah
1: you got when was it which whenever i go to a grand slam jill gives me a, a health tip cause that's normally where we see each other <laughs> and which was the honey which was the honey slam you the told me honey i had to no have i think
2: that was um, two teaspoons
1: that was in australia, australia. i think it was australia jill said you've got to have two teaspoons and i don't really i don't like raw honey I wouldn't, put honey oh, really? on, I wouldn't put honey on toast, or I wouldn't have a spoonful of honey. I love honey. I like it in things. And Jill said you've got to have two teaspoons of, of honey. At night. organic honey at night. Okay. Raw,
2: raw. Raw.
0: <laughs> Why is that?
2: Because it, it, there's, like, now, and I wish I, I'll probably, I'll try and find that article and send it to you, but um, it's supposed to help you sleep better at night. And for some reason, honey, the way the bees digest... Before they produce the honey, the way they digest everything is apparently exactly how, what your body needs to digest things really well. Okay. It's very interesting. Okay, I'm going to yeah. try it. And I, I mean, it's not like, I mean, people ask me all the time. They're like, it was this something, was, did the chocolate start it? Or did the, like, the fact that you were involved, loved bees so much start it? And I was like, no, it was because... I wanted a natural sweetener and then and at this stage it was because I was having honey at night and I was like well why don't I maybe think about putting honey in the chocolate so I can have both honey and
1: chocolate at night and before I, I go to bed. But the awful thing was I thought I'm going to do this you know when someone tells you about something they say it's really good for you you've got to try and do it but I hate it so you know when you eat something you try and you almost hold your nose because you hate.
2: But it. you like honey and tea right? Yeah but not raw
1: not scooping it out
2: yeah just do, it,
0: just do just do some hot water in two
2: teaspoons of honey. Just have a hot honey drink. I guess it's still not in that raw form, though. It's, gotta be, it's oh, got yeah. to be in the... And oh, in sorry, my chocolates, it's in the raw form. Breaking the rules it's got
1: here. Exactly. You've got to be in the raw. And, and with my other <coughs> half, I was sort of, sort of forcing him to have two spoons of... Two, you two were? Of, but he, was, he likes honey, so he um. was like, this is fine. But I, I found it quite difficult. I, I stopped after a while. I probably needed to keep it going for a little bit longer.
0: But every time... Did and, you, and you feel
2: different was, or not necessarily? Well, I sleep really well anyway. Oh, okay. So that's never and, been... And JC? Your other Sleeps half?
1: really well. Okay. <laughs> I think I think maybe it was that. I, 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 maybe need a we didn't,
2: wider range.
1: <laughs> maybe we didn't do it for long. Maybe mean, Naomi maybe, will
2: try it now because she loves honey. Whenever I, I see Jill, yeah. I
1: ask for a, a health tip. There was one. We can't figure out which tournament it was, but Jill brought some chocolate. It wasn't chocolate you made, but Jill brought this sort of stash of chocolate. We
0: say, you must try this. I and
2: always have a stash of chocolate with you. Always. Me.
0: And, and all those healthy snacks. I mean, or, ev- now people can understand why everyone loves working with Jill. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone gets excited when Jill's in the rotor.
2: <laughs> yes. just, just eat chocolate just all Just because day. I bring food and coffee. This is the well, first time you've bought
0: <laughs> coffee. Nice coffee, nice chocolate. But I the mean, reason
2: this is the first dream. time I bought coffee is because I knew we got, we'd see each other really early in the morning.
1: Jill has a portable coffee maker, but it's a handheld capsule squisher. That's cool.
0: I mean, that's needed. I mean, cool. good coffee is, yeah. is very helpful for early starts. Did you have anything uh, when you were a player that you felt really improved performance? Because a lot of people have coffee or caffeine tablets. Or I
2: never drank something. coffee when I played. Really? Never. Do you drink quite a lot now? I drink a lot now, yeah. Did you always I don't like why, it, I don't but know you why, just stopped
1: yourself from drinking
2: it then? Or is this something
1: you've I always fallen loved into it, afterwards? Because
2: oh. I used to have it all the time in high school before I went to school. Yeah, and I just I just thought... But it was at a stage like, I mean, now they say a little bit of caffeine is fine for you, right? Because some people have caffeine on the court when they play and just to get the little extra boost or whatever. But at the time when I first started, like, I don't think that was necessarily sure if that was good or not. So I just wanted to do everything that was like, yeah, great. it was like,
0: I think the people were saying it was dehydrating. I, mem- yeah. I remember being told that tea and coffee. So I tried to not drink it yeah. when I was competing. It's uh, a diuretic. Caffeine. Right. Ah, uh, Okay. Hence why it would, that the yeah,
2: other But I think, so I, I, I think, is because, for me, it was because the dehydration. Yeah. Especially if it was like really hot, really hot. Was there things. anything else that
0: you did, kind of, you swore by, it? maybe post match, something like that?
2: Post match, I always made sure, even if I was was not hungry, I had a nutritionist tell me one time, you need to have something within a half an hour of finishing a match or practice, anything, just to get something in your system. That
0: it's a you have a shorter
2: window post match to get in the protein and the
0: recovery for women than than the men do. Oh, really? We go back to our. Standard. I'm going to say metabolic rate, but I feel like I've just grabbed that out of thin air. But let's go with that. <laughs> sounds good. It sounds very. It did slimy, sound really smart. Um <laughs> We we take um, I think about two thirds of the time to get back to that rate. Um, okay. So in that window is when you need your replacements and stuff. So for, and most of the time the I'm not quicker. hungry
2: after I finish a workout yeah. or a Especially match. If it's hot. But and it's hot, but even if you take even if it's just like one bite of something, well, you need it not something. Can it just be
1: a, a protein shake or a? Of course, smoothie it can be anything. All the, all I mean, the bits and pieces. This new,
2: uh, specific nutritionists, said they're like, look, even if you don't feel like anything, if you just like, I mean, I wouldn't have like sugar, but even if you just like had a piece of candy, it's better than having nothing.
0: Well, it just means because if you don't, if you, if you say come off the court and then you shower and change and do your press and whatever it is, and it's a couple of hours before you end up eating because you're not hungry until it's kind of right. know, dinner time. Because yeah. also you finish at random times, right? Yeah. So I always like to play first because I've finished I just in time for, <laughs> just rock up and time for lunch. I
2: love playing first. you know exactly and when you're no, playing. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: always first. I think that's the, the big thing. I would have thought, you know when you're playing. There's yeah. not going to be any kind yeah. of delay. It's not going to go on for a lot longer. You know first it's 11 second. o'clock start
0: then you're going to get out then as you say you can plan the rest of your day yeah and yeah first or second is just so but being like fourth on after three months i mean you could be any time between 3 p.m and 7 p.m i mean you have no idea what and i was always stressed because i didn't know how much to eat because you want to have enough energy but you don't want to feel heavy on the court and it was really difficult but if you don't replace stuff in that certain window you just wake up an awful lot stiffer were you good at
1: in delays and things, were you good? Did, were you pacing the changing rooms? Or were you quite relaxed at waiting? I till was pretty time? relaxed.
2: Yeah, I mean, and I'm am a super avid reader, so I'm happy to just sit in the corner and read for like four hours before <laughs> before my matches. But I mean, yeah, I mean, i was super. Relaxed. And and depending on the tournament, you know, maybe you'd come. I mean, I, this is what I was just gonna say. One of the toughest schedules I think is the indoor at the end of the year when you're if you're playing and the women have an event in Linz, Austria, or um, Zurich or something like that it's late. and there's two maybe two match chords. and like I remember calling for my start time and I talked to one of the supervisors and like, oh you're eighth I'm like what I'm like yeah you're eighth on I'm like like one two three four five six seven eight <laughs> she's like yeah And I'm like oh my god so in that in that situation sometimes I would go and hit early and then basically just go back to the hotel and go back to the hotel and relax instead of staying at the courts all day long
0: Eighth. Yeah. eighth is. Um, eighth. Six. You don't even. Do you even really it's get extreme. eighth at a slam? A slam is. No! A, a slam, when you look at the um, <laughs> order of play, it's quite daunting because yeah. they're just such a volume of matches. But it but doesn't go far six. down as eight, does it? That's, eighth. I mean, anything past sixth. Is so
2: it's pretty much a last. I mean, I think that would have been better if she just said last rather than yeah. eighth. <laughs> I'm like, what? I never heard that before. Did she give you a not before time? As, no. But I mean, I don't think you need it at this stage. You pretty much know you're not before 10 p.m. What if five people pull out
0: <laughs> suddenly? <laughs> suddenly you're on at lunchtime. That's true. So You've planned your day knowing your age. This could happen. Suddenly. It could happen. The oh, no, they'd comes. probably stick a doubles on, I think, to kind of just. Well, then I think they would call
2: you and be like, "Look, this is very unusual. Yeah. And you you, you, <laughs> how much time do you need?" Yeah, you they wouldn't like, just be waiting. Exactly. Like looking at their They'll watch. they would be like, "We can give you an hour and a we half to get over Jill here." Yet,
1: so we haven't seen it. She's reading in the corner,
2: reading and having my chocolate. She
1: thought the. The chocolate sponsorship, do you still have a relationship with that company?
2: Yes, I do. She, she's helped me so much in my, in my transition to becoming a startup chocolate business. She's been amazing. She so has. I just actually just texted her a few weeks ago asking about what she thought of the graphics of my box and all can this other stuff. Can we reveal the name or is it. Do we yes, not? we can. Okay. Yeah, I've trademarked it already. It's called Altruist Chocolates. And Altruist, for those people that don't know, is someone that gives that doesn't expect anything in return. And so, and it goes well with the uh, with the bees and the honey because bees are the only insect um, that gives to the environment that never takes anything away from it. Just provide the bees. Just provide. Wow, I love that. Isn't that great? And, and you then you well as a, out. and then we are acting as an altruist company by giving back to for bee conservation and research and education. And you have a whole
1: team of students
2: at a at top UCLA. American university. Yeah working on your marketing campaign. Well, I know. The, the universities are, are doing that, which I think is great because um, I, I got this opportunity where a professor of a marketing... Um class at University of California, Los Angeles, um, at, called me and asked me if I would be willing to give a presentation to his class because they're trying to do real live projects rather than kind of sort of a, a, a made up sort of situation. So they want to grab small startups because it's becoming very popular in the States for all these small startup business, food businesses. Um, and so they're taking real life projects. He asked me if I'd be willing to give a presentation to his marketing class. And How so I put together the presentation. presentation? Did I you loved it. Or did you love it? No, I loved it and it was a for I mean I we I mean as tennis players you talk to the media quite a bit and you have to get up and introduce yourself pretty often at, at parties to sponsors and all this other stuff so it's actually a good practice for in preparation for this type of thing but I really enjoyed putting together the whole presentation I explained everything to the class and I get pretty much gave them free will to come up with the whole marketing plan for me and to, if they had any ideas because um, they're mostly mostly international students, and if they have any ideas to come up with logos, designs, whatever, I kind of gave them free will to do whatever they like. And That's then October fantastic. 30th is when they're going to present all their presentations to me. Oh, wow. I know. I'm Ooh. really excited.
0: You'll have all the power. Yeah. <gasps> you could not really make them sweat. Put them on the spot. <laughs>
2: I find it all very exciting, really, um, it's been really yeah. fun. Well, it's an amazing uh, thing to do, yeah. I mean,
0: it's amazing
1: you've got this whole group of people working on your marketing campaign, yeah. you can take little bits from each, yep. and did you take a lot of chocolate in
2: for them I to did. try, to
1: soften them up, to sweeten them up?
2: I brought two different flavours for them, I had them try uh, my signature dark, just, just a dark truffle, and coffee.
1: Oh, I wouldn't try the coffee one.
2: But you don't drink coffee. No, I wouldn't. That's why right, I wouldn't drink. So, th- Actually, you know what? I did know that, that you don't drink coffee before I came here, so I didn't make coffee this time around. I brought Signature Dark and chilli. Oh, Is it quite
0: spicy, the chilli one? Um, oh, don't complain about it being spicy. I don't, She's I, giving I don't, you free chocolate, and I'm you're going, co- I don't like coffee, I don't <laughs> like chilli. <laughs> Just eat the chocolate. <laughs> Thank
2: you, Naomi. Come on.
0: <laughs> you're allowed one that you don't want, okay? You
2: can't <laughs> have two. I,
0: actually, I... I I don't mind if you're I don't to, know you what your it. spice level is.
2: By the way, how am I supposed to know it, that? It's
0: low <laughs> to non-existent.
2: Well, uh, you might not just spicy. have to try it I'll eat, and you, just eat. have.
1: Can Naomi eat the spicy one?
2: Why don't you guys split one that you can see? You have to try it and let me know. Give Naomi the spicy okay, one. Okay, give Naomi the spicy it? It. one,
1: and I'll have the dark one, and then we can compare notes. And not that, what are the other flavors? Coffee and clove, and clove. I'm launching with four. Nice. That was part one of our tennis special featuring former WTO player Jill Cravers. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you're ready when part two is released next week.